0: brain cell connections that follow directions. It's Rhyme and Reason 756. There's a and reason for your There's a and reason why you Hey there, Tony here, aka Thunderman, and uh, you're back. Thank you for being there. You're back. I appreciate it. Maybe you're one of those who this is the very first time you've ever tuned in to the Rhyme and Reason podcast, so you wouldn't be back, but I hope you'll be back. Let's talk about some brain cell connections and see if we can make the connection. Okay, I um I read another article about brain cell connections. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Connections to music, and uh, yeah, I'm a nerd when it comes to all that kind of information. I, I love a quote that came from that article it said neurons that fire together wire together i love that anyway of course the scientist who said that was talking about how brain cells communicate with each other by firing messages through junctions called synapses or synapses and uh, or synapses or synapses or you know anyway when those uh, when those cells connect regularly, as they do when, uh, I don't know, a musician is practicing or rehearsing, they can build some very strong bonds into a complicated circuitry. Uh, Are you hearing how this is going? This is really cool. And according to the article, that's how an efficient network is built for skills such as, hmm, singing. But... Those are brain cell connections in a healthy brain. A healthy brain. And since music therapy is now more widely recognized as truly helpful, there are some programs out there working to see if music can benefit unhealthy brains. And uh, there's an arts and humanities program at Georgetown Lombardi Comprehensive Cancer Center. They decided to let musicians in residence... Play throughout the hospital palliative care nurses uh, I guess often let a well-known cellist there play for patients who are anxious or in pain and they can watch monitors to help them you know, match the music's tempo to the heart rates and uh, then they work in sync to gradually slow down the tempo and gradually. Ease the patient's anxiety and heart rate. Now, I personally think that's mighty cool, and I can't believe somebody, anybody, would not believe that's mighty cool. Sometimes musicians play for the dying patients. They uh, just play for them, not to, you know, hook it up and sink and try to do these things, not to manipulate anything. So by design, they just choose gently. Uh, what, are, what I found out were rhythmic <laughs> background music. They just play that gently. And not a song that might be familiar, because they don't want to uh, have someone do something that would be almost uh, without thought, you know, just something they would have done all along. Uh, that familiar can also lead to heart-wrenching memories, and they don't want that to happen. So uh, they want people to get well or to feel better or any of those number of things. And if you're, you know, having them think back on heart-wrenching memories, people who are old enough and have, uh, you know, some issues. I've been in places and played and sang in nursing homes and things, and I've seen the old people cry, men and women. I've seen that happen because of... Just what music could do to their memory, and in this case, at the cancer center, they want they want them to be uplifted, not be crying. So that sort of de- defeats the purpose of the special brain cell connections they want to make. They want to help them get healthier brains. That's what their hope is. I hope that it works too. A uh, director of Georgetown's program said she wondered if they could research the type and and dose of music for different health situations. She added, if we can study the arts in the same way that science studies medication and other therapeutics, I think we'll be able to do some good. And I agree with that. I believe it's doable because God is real. I know, I know, I'm always directing the conversation back to God, but it's because He's the source of life. And he designed all those complicated neurons that wire together for the healthy brain cell connection. So it's only natural that, uh, or in his case, supernatural, that since he wants us to have abundant life, he also designed every, everything so that we could. That just seems like it, You know, one thought flows after the other there. Not all brains function properly, but that's not God's fault. That's a result of rebellion, hours against him. And that's something else that I'd talk about another time. But here's a poem that I shared that's directed toward kids from three to, oh, 93. This talked about uh, brain health. It's called Good for the Brain. Why should we care about the wheels on a train, or the wings on a plane, or the links in a chain? What in the world would we ever have to gain? That's easy. It's good for the brain. Why should we think about the cars in the lane, or the ankle we sprain, or the clouds in the rain? Listen up now, because I'm trying to explain. I told you, it's good for the brain. Why should we look for the sugar in the cane, or the chicken chow mein, or the blood in the vein? Why should we see what the data might contain? It's simple. It's good for the brain. Why should we try to ease somebody's pain? or clean up a stain, or sing a refrain. What could we ever really hope to obtain? Just do it. It's good for the brain. I'll leave you with that little brain food. Until next time, this is Tony reminding you that, as always, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for your life.